Don't talk to any strangers. Course I won't. Toby shivered while Mum squeezed him goodbye. Stop fussing, I'll be okay. Thank goodness she wouldn't be able to follow him onto the railway platform. She really was worrying way too much. Literally all he had to do was sit on the train until the very last stop, and Gran would be waiting for him at the other end. It was bitingly cold. Toby managed to put his ticket in the slot without taking his gloves off. Stay focused on getting to Gran's, Mum called after him. Don't let that overactive imagination of yours run away with itself. Could she be any more embarrassing? Toby glanced around the platform to see if anyone had heard. But there were only about six people there. And none of them seemed interested in him. They were rubbing their gloved hands and breathing steamy breath into the frosty air. If you sit by the window, I might be able to give you a final wave, shouted Mum. Toby looked up at the sky. There'd be a full moon later. A wolf moon. That's what they called it in January, because someplace, somewhere, there were more wolves howling around the time of the January full moon. You didn't get too many wolves howling around here, though, no matter what time of year it was. A deep rumbling started up from the track. Toby covered his ears as the train steamed into the station. Toby stood in the aisle between the seats. Where should he sit? There were only two other people in his carriage. A lady, in a denim jacket, sitting in a window seat to the right, and a man a bit further back, out of sight, except for the top of his head, which was bald and tattooed. Oh, Mum had wanted to wave him off, hadn't she? She'd been really annoying at the station, but now that he was on the train, Toby had a horrible feeling he was missing her a little bit already. I mean, here he was, in a tiny space, with two complete strangers, and they were all about to zoom off into the middle of absolutely nowhere. They could be murderers for all he knew, or kidnappers, or master criminals, or government assassins, or... Stay focused on getting to Grands, Toby reminded himself. He sat down next to the window on the left and tucked his rucksack between his knees. Sure enough, there was Mum waving at him from behind the ticket gates. He gave her a thumbs up. She got smaller and smaller as the train pulled away. Toby stretched out his legs. His seat had extra foot space because it was one of those ones where the seats opposite faced in towards you. The opposite seats were empty. Well, almost empty. There was a bag on the one straight in front of him. It was oblong, like a small suitcase, and it had a flowery pattern all over it. Toby wondered if it belonged to Denim Jacket Lady. He unwound his scarf and pushed it into the top of his rucksack. His mind wandered to tonight's full moon. He thought about werewolves. What would it be like to transform for one night every month? To have thick hair sprout up all over your body? to feel blade-sharp teeth pushing through your gums. He pictured himself on the prowl, through lamplit streets, searching for prey. Does that belong to you, kid? Toby jerked out of his daydream. Pardon? He said. Does that belong to you? It was Denim Jacket Lady. She was pointing at the flowery bag. As if, Toby thought. He felt like saying he'd drop down dead of embarrassment if his mum made him carry a bag like that but he'd promised he wouldn't talk to strangers, so he just shook his head instead. Hmm, 
denim jacket lady frowned. There was a sticker on her top pocket. It said, I give blood. She turned to Tattoo Man. Excuse me? Tattoo Man looked up. What? There's unaccompanied luggage here. She pointed at the bag again. Is it yours? Tattoo Man stood up. He was right behind the seat with the bag on it. He reached his arm over and, Don't touch it, said Toby. It might be a bomb. Immediately, he realised he'd both spoken to a stranger and let his overactive imagination run away with itself. Double whammy. He squeezed his lips tight shut. Kid's right, said Denim Jacket Lady. Maybe don't touch it. It's certainly not mine anyway, said Tattoo Man. In that case, I'm going to find the guard. Denim Jacket Lady stood up. What is it they say these days? See it, say it, sort it? Isn't it see it, say it, sorted? said Toby. Oh no, he'd done it again. Be quiet, he told himself. Denim Jacket Lady gave another frown. Either way, I think it works. She disappeared through to the next carriage. Toby stared at the bag. Was it a bomb? Almost certainly, he reckoned. If he unzipped it, he'd probably see a mass of coloured wires and some blocks of explosive, all fixed to a ticking timer with half an hour left on it. And half an hour would totally not be long enough for the bomb disposal team to reach them. So Toby would have to try to deactivate it himself, following instructions from army experts over speakerphone. But, at the crucial moment, the train would go through a tunnel and connection would be lost and Toby would have to make his best guess because there'd only be seconds left now. And of course, he'd guess red because that's his favourite colour and the bomb would stop ticking and Toby would have single-handedly saved everyone on the train and... The carriage door slid open. It was Denim Jacket Lady. Not a guard to be seen. She rolled her eyes. Budget cuts. She stood in the aisle, stuck her hands on her hips, and looked at the flowery bag. We should get rid of it, she said. Chuck it off. Toby stared at her. So did the tattoo man. Chuck it off, said the tattoo man. You mean throw it off the train? Yep. There's a good 35 minutes until the next stop, and that bag is making me very nervous. We should just shove it out the window and be done with it. Toby had to admit, it was making him nervous too. Maybe he'd text mum and ask what she thought they should do. She was good at this kind of thing. He delved into his rucksack for his phone. But, Denim Jacket Lady squinted at the top of the window, only that narrow part opens up so I'm not sure it'll fit through. Toby found his phone, completely dead. He'd forgotten to charge it. Tattoo Man leaned over the seat and checked out the flowery bag. His tattoos weren't only on his head. He had a curly-lettered word inked to the back of each hand. They were sort of sideways and upside down to Toby, but he could still read them. Angel and demon. It'll fit. Tattoo Man patted the window with his demon hand. I used to work on the railways, 17 years. There's a trick to getting these open wider than you think. But, I don't know... What if it's full of someone's most treasured possessions? Maybe we should take a look inside first. And risk getting blown up, said Denim Jacket Lady. Better to just get rid of it. 
the longer it sits there, the more likely it is to explode. Toby shifted in his seat. Of all the places he could have picked to sit in, he'd chosen the getting blown up place. He was starting to feel very hot and sweaty. You sure it doesn't belong to the boy? Said the tattoo man. Come on, Nipper. He winked at Toby. Own up. The bag's yours, isn't it? That disgusting flowery bag. Toby glanced at Denim Jacket Lady. She was staring at him too. They both thought it was his. It's not mine, he blurted out. It's horrible. I'd never carry a bag like that. Tattoo Man lifted his eyebrows. That's it then, said Denim Jacket Lady. We chuck it off. I'm not waiting any longer. Tattoo Man pulled open the window and an icy whoosh swept into the carriage. The rhythmic clatter of the speeding train roared around them. Toby felt horribly close to the cold metal tracks and the tree branches clawing at the windows. Tattoo Man fiddled with the hinges and managed to open the window a bit wider. Right then, said Denim Jacket Lady. Easy does it. Slowly, carefully, as if it was the most delicate glass, she lifted the bag up and rested it on the rim of the window. Stop! Tattoo Man put his angel hand on the top of the bag. I've got a bad feeling about this. I'm having second thoughts. I don't think we should do it. Toby held his breath. If the bag exploded, they'd be blown to smithereens. Look, said Denim Jacket Lady. There's no guard, and it's almost 30 minutes before we reach the next stop. If it doesn't have a bomb in it, and we chuck it out, what's the worst that could happen? Someone has to go and buy a new pair of pyjamas? But if it does have a bomb in it, and we don't chuck it out, it's goodbye and good night to all of us. We won't be worried about unaccompanied luggage after that. We'll all be riding that big train in the sky. She pushed at the bag, but Tattoo Man held it firm. Toby's chest tightened. The likelihood that he'd really be able to defuse an actual real-life bomb, he realised, was pretty low, even with instructions from army experts over speakerphone. We need to think about this a bit longer, said Tattoo Man. We do not need to think about it, said Denim Jacket Lady. We need to save this train and save ourselves. It's down to us. Branches knocked against the window and cold air swept around the carriage. The train kept up its steady pulse on the tracks. Chunk, 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 chunk. It's down to us to make a carefully considered decision, said Tattoo Man. Toby's heart seemed to have clambered up in his windpipe and decided to hang out at the back of his mouth. His whole throat was beating. The bag must have a bomb inside, mustn't it? Why else would someone leave it on its own? If this explodes before I manage to get rid of it, it's on you, replied Denim Jacket Lady. She tried to push the bag again, but the angel hand held it still. Toby thought about all those wires and explosives. He thought about the timer on its unstoppable countdown. The train drummed in his ears, sounding just like a clock. Chang, 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 tick, 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 tick. Denim Jacket Lady was right. They were running out of time. Wires, explosives, smithereens. Goodbye and good night. Chang, 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 tick, 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 tick. 
Toby leaped up from his seat. He gave the flowery bag a huge two-handed shove. And it was gone. What on earth? Tattoo Man looked around, stunned. Good call, kid, said Denim Jacket Lady. Tattoo Man sighed. He closed the window and the carriage went quiet again. Toby sat back down and tucked his hands under his thighs. The seat material felt weird, both smooth and prickly all at once. He tried to plan what he'd do with Gran this evening. He tried to think about who he'd put in the Arsenal lineup for next week's match. He tried to remember the names of all 12 full moons. But the only thing he could think about was the flowery bag. The carriage was suffocatingly, overwhelmingly, mind-bendingly full of the bag's not-thereness. Not long afterwards, an old lady entered the carriage. She walked unsteadily down the aisle. She was, thought Toby, exactly the sort of old lady who might own a flowery bag. Where's my case? said the old lady. My floral case. It was right there. She pointed at the empty seat opposite Toby. You must have the wrong carriage, said Denim Jacket Lady. No, the old lady shook her head. Somebody's moved it. Toby stared intently at the floor under the opposite seats. There was a muddy train ticket and an opened cola can that had somehow managed to remain upright all this time. The old lady shuffled around, peering between the rows. Right now, Toby wanted to be anywhere else in the world except here. He wanted to turn back time so he could catch an earlier train or refuse to go to Grand's or something, anything, so that he hadn't been here in this carriage pushing that bag out of the window. I have to find it. The old lady's voice was beginning to shake. That case contains something very precious to me. The train jolted. The old lady grabbed at a seat to stay upright. The cola can fell over and rolled across the floor. Perhaps you should sit down, said Toby. Yes, said the old lady, fixing Toby in the eye. Perhaps I should. She said the words very slowly and very clearly, as if each one had a full stop after it, like she really wanted Toby to think about them. She made her way over and sat down facing him, in the very seat where she'd left her bag. She pulled a crumpled tissue out of her pocket. I'll never be able to replace it, she said. I have to find that case.